Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. This is my guest, and I'd like to welcome Joseph Torres. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. You did a pretty good impersonation of me, man. I like it. Thank you. I was work, I worked really hard on yours. It, it it's funny. I, I have a buddy who's uh, from Arizona. He now lives in Oklahoma, and we two sound exactly alike. Are you so the serious? Minute I actually... Legit, when I heard the podcast, because Roger sent me like a link to one of your episodes, I was like, hold on, wait, what? That, oh, that's not, that sounds just like my boy Cade. <laughs> I, I almost called him for a second and said, hey, did you get like a new name, start a podcast? Like, what's, what's going on? You're like, hey, man, do you have another life that I don't know about? <laughs> Seriously, it was weird. And then after listening to the episode, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, I think it was one with you and him. It was. It was, it was about the, the World War Three, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I uh, listened to that, and I was like, man, even if I, even if I, you know, don't do well, I'm probably still going to listen to this show. This is that. This is awesome. 
Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. And for those of you wondering why he did such a good impersonation of me, is because he actually did my voice in the the audiobook, right, for Roderick Edwards' book, uh, uh, Aborigines. Yep, that's right. Yeah, man. And so you do a lot of. Uh, well, what do you do? Tell me about you, bro. Let's get to the. <laughs> Uh, so I actually do a lot of things. Um, I, so last year I left my sales job uh, simply because it, it wasn't working out. I'm not really a salesman kind of guy. I like to help people. I, I like to have a lot of fun. Um, I was writing freelance, uh, like horror stories and stuff like that. That's kind of my niche for a little while. And my wife and her mom recently opened a flower shop and they're great designers. Uh, they're both really good at like business aspects, but when you put them together, it's kind of chaotic. So they need a third person to kind of come in and like uh, balance out their two personalities when it comes to the flower shop. So that's pretty much what I do. Nice. I just handle mostly the clerical work and kind of keep their creative juices on a straight and narrow. Uh, you keep them in line a little bit, right? <laughs> I try. It doesn't seem like it if you were in the shop listening to us. But, yeah, I, I pretty much make sure that this doesn't get a little too out of hand. That's good, man. You know what you're doing. That means you know them very well in how they work. Sounds like. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're very similar, but at the same time, they're very different. So you got to kind of, like, walk the line with them both. Yeah, man. It's That's how you know you, you know... When you know somebody and you know how they work, you could deal with them a little bit better. You know, like I'll have a, you know, I'll have a girlfriend or a friend and they'll fucking, you know, when girls don't have their way, they throw a fit. Oh yeah. I did that very well. So I'll just like, instead of like feeding into it and arguing with them, I'll just leave them alone. Let them cool off a little bit. <laughs> Come back later. Mm-hmm. See, I try to do that. Sometimes it works. Other times I'll get the stomping around. So he's just not going to talk to me. <laughs> Yep. You, you just told me to get out of the room. Obviously, I'm not going to talk to you. Yep. You just got to get to know them. You know how they work. Because what they say and what they do is a little different sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. It, I, I, I love I love when my wife, her sisters, my female friends always say, like, I don't know why guys think women are so hard to deal with. We're so simple. I'm like, oh, where? You say one thing, but you're you're meaning the other thing. You just want us to do it. Come on now. They want us to, to uh, read their minds, right? <laughs> exactly. And it's funny. You you see any romantic show, that's exactly what happens. And they're like, that's not real. No, that, that part's legit. That part's on point. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. So I never would have guessed, bro. Flower shop. Everyone I know says that. They're like, you? Really? I'm like, hey, it's a business. It's that's that I don't design. I I am not a good designer. I tried a couple times and it, it just does not work out for me. I'm good with words, not not things. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you would write before, right? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I used to write just random stories to get all of the creative nonsense out of my head. And I think it was about. Uh, 2018, one of my buddies, he's also an amateur writer, and he read some of my work, and he said, dude, you should totally, like, start doing this full-time. It, you got you got talent. And so I picked it up. Horror's always been a big thing in my family, horror and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the realm I fell into, and 
I got a couple stories up on uh, vocal media. Um, some are on Reddit. I'd have to look through my Reddit to find them. But I'm actually working on a novel myself right now. It's a uh, werewolf novel. That way we can kind of change it up from all the vampire stuff that's been going on. Wow, man. I love horror, by the way. I absolutely love horror. Oh, finally. Man after my own heart. Bro, people, when when I tell people I love horror, they look at me like I'm weird. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not that fucked up in the head, right? I just <laughs> yeah, I, I, seriously, I'm like horror is for me. Horror is the most real it can get without it being real. Because everybody's afraid of something. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And I mean, some of those movies—they're too real. Like that Final Destination. Like sometimes oh, man. you'll be in situations in life where you're like, "Am I gonna die right now?" <laughs> Dude, every time I drive behind a truck that's carrying like timber logs and stuff like that, I'm like puckering <laughs> yeah. every time. Yep. You're like, this is it, oh. just like the movie. <laughs> this is how it goes. At least if I'm on a roller coaster, I'm having fun. This, I'm, I'm back to back traffic or just on a long road. I'm like, yeah, this is how it's going to end. Right in front of the dairy farm. You just see the logs. Right, like, you, you just give up on life right away. You're like, right, here it is. <laughs> just accept it. <laughs> man, that's awesome, man. I love that you like writing horror and uh, sci-fi as well. Because, you know, you got to have that little fantasy sometimes, you know, go a little out there. Right. It- for me, it, it's always easier to start from those two genres, and then from there you can pretty much just expand. Damn, man! So let's say um you have you have a, you have it out right. You have it as a book, the werewolf novel. Are you gonna do the audio book yourself, or are you gonna get somebody else to do it? Um, I've been wrestling with that for a while, especially after I found out that um, authors can narrate their own books. I, I would like to get. Uh, I'd like to get somebody to narrate it, but at the same time, I'm very picky. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, when it comes to a book, that's your baby. So mm-hmm. you're, it's always tough to trust another person to do it. I mean, I'm sure Roger could tell you the same thing. Um, I was I mean, the entire time we were communicating. I was telling him, like, I'm doing my absolute best to make your book perfect. Because if it was mine, I would expect the same. Oh yeah, man, and Rod's very serious about his work. He he also is very picky. So I mean, mm-hmm. you, you did an amazing job, by the way. He picked a good person, bro. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I was nervous the entire time. I have a weird thing with my own voice that when I hear it played back to me, I'm like, that's not me. I don't know who that guy is, bro. Me too. I hate my own voice, and I have a podcast, bro. The irony, right? <laughs> yeah, I I feel like a lot of people who are married and do podcasts feel the same way. It's so weird to hear your own voice. You can hear anybody else's and they're like, yeah, I mean, that just sounds like them. But you hear your own and you're like, um, why is my voice so deep? Why is it so scratchy? I'm like, man, I sound so fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But um, how was it, man, doing my voice for the audiobook, bro? So at first, it was... It, it was a little difficult because it was so this was before I had even heard your voice and he in the audition it was like you have to have a Mexican accent that that was pretty much like the main requirement and I'm Puerto Rican so I'm like um well that's gonna be a little difficult I have Mexican friends but they all sound different because most of them are from I have like four of them that are from like Texas Arizona Oklahoma 
everybody else is from the East Coast or in California, and they all sound different. So I'm like, um, okay, I'm just going to try it. So I, I, I'm trying to remember what I watched to kind of like copy the voice. I can't remember. It might have been uh, next Friday, if I'm being honest. Nice. And I just was like, okay, that, that'll work. I'm going to go with that. And the, I'd say the first audition it was all right, but as I continued to do the book, it got easier and easier. It actually got to the point towards the end of the book, your voice was the easiest to do. <laughs> you got so used to it. Because I so much. Nice, bro. Man. And, uh, was that your first audiobook, or have you done more work like that? So, no, that was my first one. I had stumbled on uh, the company that uh, pretty much I went through to do the audiobook, which is ACX, watching YouTube. I was looking up how to work on, I was looking up on different ways to how to actually make my own book better, my own writing better. And I just saw the make money reading books. And I'm like, I mean, I read books, I write books. I might as well give this a shot. And then, you know, after watching that, doing my own research, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try this. Why not? I would love to do this. Yo, that's cool as fuck, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a weird coincidence too. And when I started looking, I, there were so many different, books that I was wanting to choose from and honestly I, I didn't have the confidence to try a lot of these uh voices or these stories some of them were like 13 hours in like a British accent I can do an all right British accent but not for 13 hours wow uh, holy shit and then when I saw I saw this book and I was like man that looks like a cool cover I want to learn a little more about this so I read a little bit about it went on um Amazon, looked it up, read some more about it, and I'm like, time travel? History? This is up my alley. I'll take it. Yep, it's got a little bit of that sci-fi with that history and some Mm -hmm. violence. (laughs) The violence is really what caught me off guard, especially that one, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's there's a part in the book, if you all haven't read it yet, where uh, she would get real gangster. And I I was like, oh, shit. Literally in the middle of the recording. Bring the homies. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, damn, it killed somebody. I like it. Yeah, yeah, Rod went all out on his book, man. And so are you looking to do more work like this? Or, I mean, I think you found something here. Oh, I, honestly, I do. Um, it was it, it was a strange, it, it's strange how it worked. I was honestly just doing it for fun. But after finishing the book, I was like, I was literally like picking apart my performance. And I was just like, yeah, you could have done a little more here, could have worked on the accents better, could have given it a little more base, uh, a little more like, what's the one, a little more like character. So I think on the next book, this is what we're going to do. And that's honestly what I've been doing, just auditioning and kind of practicing. Yeah, man, you did really great. I can't believe that was your first book. You did really great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I didn't expect to get uh, as, I didn't expect to do as well as I did, especially with it being, because not only was that my first audio book, that was my first time uh, really editing on, like software using the, um, using the program I used, which was GarageBand. Like I was totally new to all this. So I was learning as I went. What? So you did the editing and recording all of this? Was your first time as well? Yep, first time. What? My wife. So my wife, she actually used to do YouTube makeup videos. So all of this was her. Was kind of like in her realm, and it never even crossed my mind to ask her to show me how to do it. I was just like, no, I got to get this right. I got this. I got this. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I was like, no, no, no. I, I got this. 
That's pretty impressive, man. Because I, I don't use GarageBand, but I got Audacity. And, like, even that, bro, like, the first time using it, I was so fucking lost, man. Like, I was trying to edit one of my episodes, and I just made it sound worse. Like, I don't know what I did, but I fucked it up, and I had to, like, restart. And it's not easy. Uh, yeah, I, trust me. There was a lot of retakes, uh, re-recordings. The worst is when you're doing, recording, like, an entire chapter, and you end up going into the next chapter without even realizing it. So you're just reading on, and you're like, oh, man, I have two hours of stuff. Not only do you have to edit, but now I have to separate it. That's great. <laughs> and that takes a long time, huh? Yeah, honestly, the editing part is the longest and probably most painstaking part of the entire experience. The reading is the easy part. Even if you mess up, it's like you just read it over. But once you are done, you have to clean all that up. Mm-hmm. And I originally started like cleaning it up as I like went through paragraphs and realized like this is just a waste of time. I'm just going to read each chapter. Like I, was, I recorded the entire book reading each chapter with all the mess ups, all the like weird noises. And then I went back and edited each one. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. The Universe of Every Religion and None Written by Roderick Edwards Narrated by John Ashton Nickerson Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more at RoderickE.com That's smart. That's the way to do it. It, it, it was the uh, it honestly was the best way to do it. I wish I had figured that out at the beginning, but I mean it was a learning experience. So little trial and error right there. <laughs> yeah. And um, so how long would you say it took you to edit the whole thing after you had done recording it? Who? Uh, so from start to finish, at, in June I think I read up to chapter six. You know, I edited up to chapter three. So by the time the whole thing was said and done, the book is two hours long. It probably took me about, uh, probably took me about 10 hours to edit Man. everything. That That's uh, cutting, cleaning, getting the, uh, like, volume right, because ACX has requirements that you have to meet. You can't, it can't be too high or it can't be too low. Oh. Certain areas, so all of that too. And there were a couple chapters, like in the middle of the chapter, there was like a weird mess up, so I'd have to re-record over that. So yeah, right about ten hours, I would say, all together. Man, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of editing too, especially if you haven't done it before, bro. That's yeah, crazy. I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, if, that, if anything was gonna break me, it was probably gonna be the editing. Yeah, I mean, bro, I I hate editing, and so like. You know, there's like tips and stuff like I've been told, like if you if you like uh, 
in between <clears throat> when you're talking in between your ums and this and you you take away the ums and and those stuff and the spaces in between and you sound more professional. So I had a one hour episode where I did that. Fuck, dude, it took like three hours. I'm like, fuck this. Just gonna. <laughs> literally, literally, I think mine was. Oh, what, what was that thing that always kept getting on my nerves? That's where I was. So when I would just be narrating, not doing any vocals, I would say certain words, and because I had been reading for so long, my mouth would get like kind of dry. So you would hear my tongue like smacking. <laughs> After certain words, and it, I mean, I think oh, there was chapter five is where it happened the most. I mean, I heard so many of this like sounds after different parts in the book. I was just like, oh my god, why, why, why is my tongue like this? Why is my life like this? <laughs> You're annoyed by your own sounds. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's crazy. it's crazy. Because you don't even notice that you're making those sounds until you hear it played back to you, and you just feel you, you feel a little a little dumb because you're just like, "What? Why can't you talk properly, sir?" I've done that, or like you'll be editing and you hear like your own nose whistling for like half an hour. I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, or like uh, like the weird, just like how you would say like certain uh, words, like like that or stop and you just hear like a weird like noise it at the start of the word and I'm like what the hell what was that <laughs> did I say that? did that come out of me or is that something wrong with the microphone yep that's facts bro a lot of long nights editing man I feel you bro yep. and like anybody who says they just simply edit my hat's off to you because I couldn't do it I couldn't do it right like that being a job you just edit <laughs> I know for like people who do it for the actual written books, it's not as bad, I guess, because all you're doing is just like marking out words and stuff. But that's a lot of stuff to go back and fix, let alone if you're listening to somebody read it or like produce it and you got to cut out all their mistakes. I know that's a headache. I don't don't even care if they're the ones who recorded it. Mm -hmm. Imagine editing a 13 hour book. (laughs) Uh, That's, so that's actually my milestone. I'm I'm hoping to get a, like a um, at least a five or a seven for my next book. But my my um, my goal is to get to that thirteen hour one. Damn. Just, just to say I get it. Uh, so I know there was a, the Game of Thrones book. One of them is like thirty five hours long. Fuck. And I'm over here like whoever edited that, you're a champ. I would have given up. Oh my. Thirty five hours of editing mistakes. No, 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 no. That's fucking crazy. God. Yeah. I don't even know books could be that long. Me neither. I, mean, I, know, I, know, the, I know the Song of Ice and Fire series is thick, but I didn't, I didn't even think, holy crap, that's 35 hours of reading. And that's just, that's after editing. I don't even want to know what the full thing was. God, man. That's a whole Bible right there. For real. <laughs> Wow. So do you have any other books in mind? Are you are you looking around? Are you just taking a break for now? So I, I'm taking about two weeks off after this book because, like, like I said, the editing had murdered me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I wasn't looking, um, my buddy recommended to me to try a nonfiction book, thinking, like, you know, you don't have to do voices. It would, it would be easier for you. So I, I've looked at a couple of nonfiction, but I keep getting drawn back to the fiction section because, yeah, editing sucked, but it was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was fun playing different people. 
Yeah, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're voice acting pretty much and narrating, you know? Yeah, I think, I, I used to think that's, well, I started thinking that's probably how voice actors got their start. I mean, reading books, I mean, that seems like a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're doing a British accent in 13 yeah. hours. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Speaking about the 13 hours is making me nervous. You know, I every time I try doing a British accent, it always ends up being Australian. I always say, oi! I used to do the exact same. So I have this weird thing where anytime I ever try to do a, a British or an Australian accent, I sound like I'm from South Africa. Yes. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea how that even came about because I've never met anyone from South Africa. So I'm just like, oh, okay. That's um, that's not how that's supposed to sound. So I, I will. Yeah, man. That's facts, man. And, um, so, were you nervous before you did the book? Were you like, oh, shit, I don't know if I could do this. Like, any second doubts or anything? So, going into the audition, I had total confidence. After he gave me the book and I read I read through the whole thing, the minute I clicked record, that's when all the nervousness just hit me at once. So, the first chapter, I was... I probably made the most mistakes there because I was so focused on getting everything right. Wow. Yeah, I recorded the I recorded literally the intro and the uh, first half of the chapter like five times because I just, I did not feel like it was right. Damn, man. Damn. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not a perfectionist, but you know when someone's like when someone gives you their their book and they're like, hey, make this as best as possible. You're like, oh, shit, like, I gotta get this right. Yeah, man. Your voice, once you record it and once it's published, it's out there, bro, forever. Mm-hmm. And that, and that was another thing that was looming over me. I'm, I didn't want to be the guy who first audiobook was just complete trash, and everybody would remember me for that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it, bro. I didn't think about that. Especially, like, Roderick's, he's super nice. So I, I was I I felt like if I did his book a disservice, I would feel like shit because yeah, he was super that. calm throughout the whole time. I mean, we even went over the deadline for the production. It was supposed to be done on the twelfth. I think it got done on like the completely done on the fifteenth, and it was just due to the excess editing. And I think he had to approve a sample audio that I don't know if they ever sent him the notification for. Oh, so I couldn't even like I couldn't even submit all the edited parts. Until he had done that, and he was he was super calm, super chill with it, and I was just like, man, I really hope I did the best I could with this. I hope you are super happy with it because I put my heart and soul just not to let you down, bro. He was, I mean, he was super excited about it, and then when he showed me, I'm like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> you fucking, you got it, man. You did really well on that. Thanks, man. It- it was a doozy, but I, I had so much fun. I I think I had more fun with all the bloopers I had. I wish I would have kept them. Yo, you should have. <laughs> I, I, I regret it every day because I even remember a couple of them. And it's just so, it's there's literally one because I have to record it. Um, I couldn't get into my office at the time because they were like cleaning it for something. I don't remember. So I had to go into a closet and record and literally as I'm playing it back, you hear my cat in the background just meowing and beating on the door. And I'm just like, my God, that, that's gold. That is gold. So literally after every word I said, you heard her meow. <laughs> <laughs> now you just got to write the cat in the book. Problem solved. Right, that's a new character. <laughs> oh, man. The cat is also a time traveler. 
Yo, hey, it could happen. You never know. Hey, you right. You are, you are right. Ideas ride, ideas ride a cat. Time travel. I'm just hey. kidding. The, the only other regret I think I have from that book was when we got to the chapter where the you, the character, meets the president. Oh. So I didn't know what president to go with. And just, just so you and everyone who's listening knows, I do a really good Obama impression. Yo, can we hear it? Can we hear it? Uh, I don't know yet, but I will tell you this. I am coming back for a third term. Joe's been doing his best, but um, he's just not cutting it. So once me and Michelle get back from our vacation, we're going to do this. Third term, I'm coming back. Yeah, we got Obama in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh, shit, man. I I originally recorded it as Obama, and then I read and then I read it over again. I'm like, wait a minute. He went back and President Obama would have been the president for a while now. So that, this can't work. So I made up a voice for the president and I was just like, ah, oh, missed opportunity. That would have been, that would have been funny. <laughs> I may have got a visit from the Secret Service, but it would have been worth it. <laughs> Get a knock on your door. Hey, sir, uh, do you have, you have a second? Uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. How, how can I help you, man dressed in black suit? <laughs> Hey, bro, it's better than, you know, just wake up six in the morning, couldn't get some breakfast, and then you hear at your door, you hear. FBI, open up! <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, looks like I'm going out the back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Joseph Torres, everybody, you guys did an, you did an amazing job, bro, and I, I still can't believe that was your first audiobook narrating. Um... I'm very impressed, man. And I'm looking forward to hear from more books. Like, if you do another book, bro, tell me, bro. Please, I want to hear it. Oh, well, certainly. I will definitely tell you. And um, what else do you have in, in plan, bro? Like, what you have, um, so you're writing. Um, going to come out with a novel. Um, hopefully, you narrate it yourself with Obama. I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> I, don't don't tell me. I will write that character in. Don't even give me the opportunity. But looking forward for uh, the werewolf novel. I'm pretty sure that's going to be pretty bloody, right? If I had to guess. Oh man, yes. I I had I had contemplated how gory I was going to make it, and then you know I was like, it's werewolves, man. It, it's getting bloody. It's getting bloody. Oh man. So um, what else do you have in store, man? Uh, right now. I'm, I'm kind of just feeling things out. Uh, me and my wife are really going hard for the flower shop right now. Uh, outside of that, it, it's pretty much just writing constantly. I, even though I'm working on this main novel, the werewolf novel, I have like six other like short books that I've been working on because that's just, that's my, that's my passion project. Nice. So outside of that, I'm trying to get, trying to get at least like two more audiobooks under my belt, hoping that'll possibly get me noticed and maybe I can do an actual like, I don't know, anime production or something like that. I'd always want to voice act. That'd be cool. Oh, hell yeah. So anybody looking for voice acting work, book narration, check out Joseph, Joseph Torres. You can hear him on the book by Roderick Edwards, Aborigines. And where can people find you and your work, man? Uh, so you can pretty much find me on social media. I have a Twitter. It's Joe at Joey Torres uh, twenty seven. I have an Instagram. It's Joey underscore Torres uh, BCG because that's the name of the blood gone cold. That should most likely be 
out, if not by this December, it'll be January when I finally get everything done. Nice, man. Almost there, bro. Almost there. I know. I'm I'm working on it, man. Awesome, man. Well, um, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on, man. It, it was a pleasure. No, honestly, the honor is all mine, man. I love the show. And when Roger was like, hey, you know, maybe Drew will uh, put you on the show, I'm like, please. Yo, please, I'm glad bro, he please. mentioned that. He, he asked me, he's like, hey, would you like to have him on the show? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew I was going to have a good time on this show. So I was like, please, let, if, if you can, just introduce me. Drop my name. You know, shameless plug. I don't care. I have no shame. I'm so glad he did, man. And uh, <laughs> shout out to you, Roderick. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, bud. And, um, yeah, you're welcome back anytime, bro. Um, Love to have you back on, bro. All right. Hey, just let me know. Sounds good, man. You have a good one, bro. All right. You too, man. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace